And yesterday we saw the news, or actually it might have been a couple of days ago, and actually it was brought to my attention by my friend Brad Fritch, former PGA Tour player, uh, now the man behind uh, the softest, most supple golf gloves you could ever wear. Uh, Go find uh, Red Rooster Golf. Hey, uh, I appreciate your time, my friend Brad Fritch. But you sent me the news that the official World Golf Rankings told Live Golf to go pound sand, which, hey, I'm uh, I'm all about uh, because the Live, not that I hate Live Golf, I love the product, and the product's very good. I know uh, the people who put it on, and they do a good job. They present it very well. But there were some simple rules that Live needed to follow, and they chose to not, and therefore there are consequences to that is that an unfair way of looking at it no i don't think it is and it was uh i don't know i don't know if it's indicative of the i'm gonna go i'm gonna go generation uh shaming here but is it part of the generation to say well it's not on us to conform to your rules you're supposed to conform to ours that's what live players seem to be saying to the official world golf ranking and frankly it's not their ranking like you can make up any rankings you want but the official world golf ranking is what it is yeah and they had an opportunity in building this tour to to gain not credibility because it's very credible and there are wonderful players out there and players who are quite frankly in the top 10 or 20 in the world or several of them but the the rankings are what they are and so it's not up to the rankings to cater to one golf tour you know, they have eligibility requirements. Liv has thus far refused to uh, to alter their original rules in order to gain access. And so I don't know why any of the players would be stomping their feet in anger. I think they should be directing it. And you uh, pointed it out to me, like, this is a fail on Greg Norman. Yeah. This is, this is an organizational vision failure, in my opinion. And, and maybe it'll change. Maybe the rankings will will eventually happen but thus far they haven't and i think you have to pin it on greg norman i i think that there was enough hubris on the part of norman to feel like a um that we're offering so much money that all the best players will come i think that was the first thing he thought that all of the top players are only motivated by money and that they would all go and i think he got a bunch i mean they got like nobody's arguing with the quality of the player as you said I mean, there's a lot of really good players on that tour. Um, But he didn't get all of them, and I would argue he didn't get any of the most important ones. And so he didn't get, like, Hideki Matsuyama or Tom Kim or Rory McIlroy or John Rahm or Victor Hovland. He didn't get the really best players in the world. He got one. You know, he got Cam Smith, who's clearly a top-ten player uh, in the world, and I don't know if Dustin Johnson is anymore or not. But they didn't get the right ones, but I think he thought, first, we're going to throw out so much money that they all will come, and that didn't work. And then it was only after the fact that they started pivoting to the official World Golf rankings, and they made it clear very, very simply that your tournaments are too small, there's no cut, and there's no feeder system to either get on or fall off of that tour. And that, I think the, the stuff they talked about about the team golf, I don't know that that matters. But the, the fact that there's no feeder system, they're not part of an ecosystem, I think that really matters. 
I, I definitely think you're right on that one. I, I do believe the, and, and there is a feeder system, but it's one player. You right. Know, I think the, the leader of the Asian series gets a spot. That's great. Uh, good for that player. Ironically, I believe it's going to be one of the players who played one or two events, uh, Alec Ogletree, and and then fell back off. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's going to get back on. Good for him. Um, because he really had nowhere else to play because him playing two events got him banned from any right. PGA Tour sanctioned events. So, it, but the absence of a full qualifying, you know, 10 or 20 players in and out, that, that was a big deal, I believe, to the, to the OWGR. And, and look, they, the Live Tour and the organization has spent a couple of years, oh, I wouldn't say quietly, disparaging the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan has a seat on the golf ranking. Right. Uh, they've poached European tour players. Keith Pelly has a spot on the yep. official World Golf Ranking Committee. And they haven't been exactly great friends with the majors. No. But those are all on the official World Golf mm-hmm. Ranking Committee. So um, they've poked the most important people in this debate for the last two years. And so... I guess my question is, what did they expect would happen? You know, they're going to have to make some big changes, or you know, this merger, whatever it's called, is going to come to fruition in some shape or another. I'm sure, uh, but that might take some time too. So, it's a, it's not a, it's not a simple debate or subject, but I do believe it is fairly simple when it comes down to. They don't have to cater to Liv. Liv has to figure this out. And, right. And if they want to be a part of it, they're going to have to change. I've talked. Brad Fritch is joining us, former PGA Tour player right now on the Adam Gold Show. I've, I've talked about it in this terms. There are consequences to your decisions, and they should have been eyes wide open about what the potential ramifications were to accept the invitation to go play on the Live Tour. I mean, they were warned by... Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, if you do this, then you're done here. Now, whatever happens in the future between uh, the Public Investment Fund and the PGA Tour, we'll see. Um, but Bryson DeChambeau had this to say, and Bryson's always funny for a laugh. Um, uh, he said uh, that they should allow the top 12 players from Live Golf's points race into the majors the next year. Thoughts? Uh, you, you know, it's not unreasonable. I think that's a it's a decent starting point, and it's one the majors might look at very seriously. Um, you know, a guy like Taylor Gooch, who was kind of mm-hmm. not super on the golf fans' radar before moving to live, but then he goes there and he wins a bunch. Yep, he's been good. Uh, very valid wins, and and there was that situation where he wasn't in the U.S. Open, which was kind of an odd. Uh, omission, but again, it's not it's not on the majors to cater to right. the lift tour. So while I think that's a very valid, like hey, top twelve in our individual rankings, absolutely, uh, that's very very valid, and I think it would be a pretty decent starting point if they're going to negotiate. But guess who has no leverage? <laughs> yeah, by the way, that would put Dean Burmeister or Burmeister uh, in into the majors uh, right now. He's, got, he's been like the third or fourth best player on that tour over the course of the season. Why I know this, I don't know. Brad Fritch is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. 
Do you think, as a player, do you think that the format of Live Golf is best for the for to hone their skills for competitive golf? Do you think they are playing the best brand of golf in their format? No, no, hundred percent, no. I mean, you've got guys who have been upfront paid nine figures in some cases what pressure do they have what what real instinct do they have to grind out a bad week like a lot of guys do on the pga tour like you're you're talking about on on the pga tour it's it's earn everything uh or you make nothing and so i think there's a there's a little bit of a disconnect there where the players believe they have been undercompensated for a bunch of years, and in some cases I might agree, but there are very few, if you look at television ratings, and we've talked about this before, there are mm-hmm. very few needle movers in professional golf. Uh, as much as you want to talk about how everyone, quote, everyone loves a, let's say, Ricky Fowler or Cam Smith, or uh, everyone doesn't love Bryson DeChambeau, but he's very polarized. Yeah. People want to watch him. It's nothing compared to Tiger and Phil. Yeah. And maybe Jordan Spieth. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure about that, but I think he's sort of a needle mover. Mm-hmm. And Mickelson is obviously past his prime; is in his mid 50s now. Gosh, that's very annoying and sad to say. <laughs> um, and, and his golf is best golf is behind him. So it's it's a really complicated subject. And uh, the answer to your question is no. I don't think it's the. It's not the absolute best way to hone one skills the live golf tour format is not that i think an interesting point was made in the whole well golf ranking debate uh and you sort of brushed over it a little bit with the team golf format i believe there was a situation at one point where a player laid up and basically his chances of shooting the best score possible for himself was put aside in order to secure a team victory that that's a, a part of how the golf ranking would be complicated by this, like players sacrificing in a way to make sure that their team finishes on the podium, which is influential in making some more money that right. week and in the team rankings throughout the season. It's, it's kind of it's complicated, uh, but it does take the individual part of golf, which has always been individual. Uh, it, it kind of lessens the impact of that. Brad Fritch, pre- former PGA Tour player, now with Red Rooster Golf. Go, uh, they have supple golf gloves. Lovely. Um, I appreciate your time, sir. There was a, I'd probably have a lot more questions to ask you about this, but we don't have time. Uh, but we'll we'll do it again. Good luck with everything, and I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you not bringing up the hockey game last night. Thank you. Oh, that's right. That's right. See, Brad. I know. First of all, real real quick, because I just found time. Uh, Brad does some morning radio in, in Ottawa, uh, and he's a big Senators fan, and he is the only PGA Tour player, I believe, ever to be sponsored by a hockey team. That's fantastic. That's right. That's right. I, I think you guys just have a problem with goal prevention. Uh, over the last couple of years, you are uh, correct. And we spoke a little bit about yeah. the uh, couple of weak goals, especially near the end. But uh, I told Victoria on the phone, they gave me hope in that third period, two quick goals. And yeah. I thought, ooh, now it's on. 
Yeah, they've got good players, man. When Josh Norris comes back, they got to figure out uh, the Shane Pinto thing, but they've got some good players. I Was Vladimir Tarasenko in the lineup last night? I'm not sure. You know, I, I paid attention to him. I didn't think he was as bad as uh, no. the Ottawa folks are painting him, but uh, he might take some time to get up to speed, new team. And, you know, those... Uh, those Russians, they're a little mercurial. They, they pop their head out, <laughs> score a few goals, they pop back out. Um, <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see how he does. He was an interesting addition in the offseason. And, man, four teams last night played short a player in the NHL. I've never seen that happen. Yeah, Ottawa was one of them, right? Ottawa was one of them. And I think Carolina icing 11 forwards last night actually helped us a little bit um, because we had to do the same. Right. But uh, in the end, you know, I talked about it on morning radio in Ottawa this morning. Hurricanes come in waves. They're hard to stop uh, when they get their feet underneath them. And it took them a period, but you eventually saw the results. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, I'll see. I'm, I'm sure I'll see you on press row again. Uh, big, uh, big member of the media now, Brad Fritch. I appreciate <laughs> your time, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thanks. You got it. Brad Fritch here on the Adam Gold Show.